Well, good evening. You take the word of God with me and turn to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Daniel chapter 6 and, and in verse 1. It says this in, in the first verse. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel, concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled themselves, assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the tin of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying, and making supplication before his God. Let's just ask for the Lord to... Bless this evening's meeting and come to him in a word of prayer just before we get into the message. Heavenly Father, we are thankful and grateful that we have this opportunity to read thy word. We pray that you would make it alive to us and Lord, speak to my heart as I speak to this people. We pray that thy word would come alive. Lord, we're thankful that it is, qu it is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And we, we don't take lightly this book. Well, we're thankful for your precious love letter to us in it, and I'm thankful that it is perfect, Father. It's been from thy, thy, thy words, thy breath has breathed upon it, and it's, it's unchanging, it's everlasting, and it's to every generation, and we're thankful that we have it. And Lord, we just pray tonight that you bless this evening's service. Lord, help us to become people of prayer and people who desire to, to be closer to thee. And it's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. As we look at uh, Daniel chapter 6, and we, it's a familiar story of Daniel and the lion's den. Most everyone would, that, that's grown up in a Christian home would hear, have heard the story of Daniel and the lion's den. And we, we think of that time where he was in the, in the den with those lions. And, and that's typically what we are, we're drawn to. But it was what, was what Daniel was doing before the den that I believe we should be more drawn to. Daniel, in verse 11, it says this, and it says this in verse 11, these men assembled, and notice what they found Daniel doing, and found Daniel praying. This is what Daniel was doing before he was 
cast into the den. He was found praying. And may we be people who are found praying. May it be said of us that Dylan has been found praying. Are you found praying? When God only allows you to work from your knees, this message has been born in my heart when I was in America and I was praying to come here. I couldn't do anything here, could I? could do nothing. But I could be on my knees. And I, we can go anywhere on our knees, can we not? Whenever the, the war in Ukraine happened and, and it's still going on, we, we sometimes we forget those things. But me and Ada began praying. I said, Ada, we can go to the Ukraine tonight in prayer. She goes, what do you mean, Daddy? And she was trying to ask me. About, and I, I was explaining to her, what a wonderful power and privilege we have in prayer to be anywhere. And Daniel... He was found praying here in this text. But before we look into this passage that we've just read, if you turn back to Daniel chapter 2, to just to shed a little bit of light on what's taken place, as Daniel and his companions have been taken captive, and they've been brought to, to Babylon, and they're known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, he was a part of that group. And they, they are brought before the king... And I just want you to notice a, a couple things here in Daniel chapter 1, rather. And look in verse 4. It says this, Children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding, science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And these were the men who were favored by the king to be to serve in the king's palace was the men who they, they had many skills and talents and Daniel and his companions they they had those skills and talents they were men who were of very skillful in all wisdom it says they were cunning in knowledge and understanding of science and they had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans that had been the language in Babylon and these these men didn't know the language of the Chaldeans but they learned it. And these men were, they had many, many talents and they were, they were really approved by the king, uh, Nebuchadnezzar because of these things. And they were, they were put into a, a, a position of, of rank, I suppose. You know, I'm so thankful that we don't have to be esteemed with God by our skills or talents. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Especially for those like me that really don't have many talents. I'm thankful that we have a God that can use us despite what we have to offer. And you know what's amazing? He'll use what we do have and use it for His glory. And that's exactly what He did with these men. He was just simply using these men's talents. And just another thought in the same chapter, look in verse 20. These men were so well favored in the eyes of the king that it says this, And the king communed with them, and among them all was found, all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. They found He found Daniel and his companions ten times better, ten times greater than all of the other magicians and astrologers and those who could interpret dreams. He found Daniel and his companions to be that much greater than all the ones that were in his realm to begin with. And so he really entrusted these men and looked to these men. And there was a dream in Daniel chapter 2 that could not be answered by anyone. But who answered that dream for King Nebuchadnezzar? It was Daniel and his companions. And when was that answer given for Daniel and his companions? In Daniel chapter 2, if you'd look, we see in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 18, we're just reading a few verses before we get in 
to the message this evening, but Daniel chapter 2 and verse 18, no one could answer this dream, and that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. When was the secret revealed to the answer to the dream? When him and his companions sought the God of heaven. It says, then the secret was revealed in a night, in a night vision. They sought God for the answer to that dream, and God gave that answer. And here we see these men were esteemed with the king because of all their skills and talents, but they were esteemed with God because they faithfully met with their God in prayer. If I could encourage us with something tonight, if I could just encourage us in our Christian walk, it would be let us pray more. Let us be people of prayer. And uh, I really don't have a message that's cunning this evening, but I believe there's a message in this book, of Dan- in this chapter of Daniel, that encourages us mightily to continue on in prayer. Let us be people that pray. And Daniel, they were, they were found to be men. They didn't know the answer to that dream, but they sought the God of heaven. And he gave them that answer. And if you'd look just in, one, in verse 28 of the same chapter, Daniel says this, But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. He said, none of your your men in the verse previous to that, none of your men can give you an answer to this king, but there is a God in heaven who can reveal this unto you. And then he shares with him his dream. And Daniel he might have been esteemed with, with this king because of what he could do for him and answering the, the dreams. He was esteemed with God because God knew that he was a man of prayer. God knew that Daniel was a man of prayer. Dan, Daniel's secret wasn't that he was full of knowledge or that he was cunning in wisdom, that he, was, he knew the language of the Chaldeans. Daniel's secret and his companion's secret was that they faithfully sought God in prayer. They, they faithfully sought the Lord. Here's a man who lived and labored through some of the most pagan and liberal leaders that the world has ever seen. Think about this. King, they labeled during King Nebuchadnezzar, King Cyrus, here in Daniel chapter 6 with King Darius. And we think of uh, Belshazzar. They answered a dream for Belshazzar in, in Daniel chapter 4. Daniel lived and labored among some of the most liberal leaders of the day. And God broke through. You say, Brother Dylan or Mr. Renner, do you really think God can work today? Like, well, did He not work in the nation of Babylon with Daniel and his companions? God can break through in this nation. He can break through in any nation He sees fit. If we would be people who are of people of prayer once again, God has promised that my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, then would I hear from heaven and heal their land? That's still a promise that God has given us. And the first thing that we see in Daniel chapter 6 is the enemy of God fights prayer. Oh, today we're looking for so many answers to to answer this world and to see oh that God would just move again. Why don't we just become people who just pray once again and ask God to move once again? We don't have to come up with the, the greatest way to reach Oxford. That, oh, here's the best plan and this is how we're going to do it. We can just simply pray and ask God to touch Oxford. God can make bare His mighty arm and come down and touch Oxford. Can touch each individual that's underneath of this tent. When I was 14 years of age, the Lord broke through in my heart and I became so burdened over my sin. 
I knew nothing else to do with it than to run to the Savior. Oh, there could be someone here tonight that is... I pray that there's someone here tonight by God's Spirit that would become so burdened over their sin and what to do with it that they would run to the Savior. Oh, may we pray for those who are lost in this world that they would become so burdened over, over their, their sin and so shameful of it that they would cry out to God. First thing that we see here is the enemy of God fights prayer. Look in verses 4 through 9. What is taking place in Daniel chapter 6? Daniel's about to be set over the whole realm. Daniel's about to be put as above all three presidents. He's about to be the top president over the realm. And the others got jealous of that. And they, they're trying to figure out a way to trip Daniel up. But you know what it was said about Daniel? There was an excellent spirit in him. And they could find no fault. No, no fault, it says in verse 4. They could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Oh, that, that's, that's something that should be said about us, isn't it? That we will be found so faithful that people that look at our lives can say, I can find no fault in this person to try and trip him up. But they knew that they could trip him up concerning the law of his God. You know, the enemy of God fights prayer more than anything. Why does the, why does the enemy of God fight prayer? Here, they put a ban on prayer. They got together and they came up with a decree. Oh, here's what we can do. Here's how we can trip Daniel up. Let's make a petition that if anyone should ask anything of any God or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. They put a ban on prayer. I don't know if it's gotten quite that bad yet in England, has it? No? Has it? Has it really? Well, maybe you can teach me something after the service. Is that in school? No, it's really. When? Outside of abortion. You know, I just thought of that exact thought the other day. That there is, someone, people can get in trouble for praying outside there. So there has been a ban put on prayer. You know how we answer that today? Is we continue to pray. Here we find there was a ban that was put on prayer. You know, the enemy of God, see, it's not an accident. It's no accident at all that they thought, we'll just put a ban on prayer. That might have been their thinking, but that was the, the enemy of God thinking, oh, what do we need to stop more than anything within Christians? And that's, that's prayer. Where lies the power of a believer and their connection to Almighty God in prayer? That's where the power lies. Just as Delilah found out Samson's power that was in his hair, so the enemy of God has found out that the, the power of the believer tonight rests solely upon their connection with their God in prayer. They, that is why Daniel was used of God. Because he faithfully met with his God in prayer. Him and his companions. And the Lord was giving them answers to dreams that no one knew. The Lord was using them to break through in the nation of Babylon during Belshazzar. They answered his dream. During Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, they stood when everyone else was bowing. And God broke through. With the, in the burning fiery furnace, did he not? These men, they, they were, they could stand for God because they were on their knees with God. That's what we must learn. We think that, oh, if we could just stand for God once again, we'll stand for God if we're on our knees with God. We'll, we'll stand once again if we'll, if we'll begin to fall upon our knees in prayer. And here, the enemy of God is fighting prayer. You know, no matter what the forces of evil try to do, they can never truly stop prayer. They can put a ban on it. They can say that there's a decree that you can't pray. They told Daniel there was a decree he couldn't pray. Oh, but they couldn't really stop Daniel from praying, could they? But that's just it. Sometimes, how many of you have ever been so upset you can't pray? 
That's, that's an attack of the enemy. I've been so, the other day I was so upset about something. I couldn't even get into the spirit of prayer. I, that, that is, that is not an accident. It's no coincidence that there was an attack on prayer. Oh, there's still an attack on prayer today. There's an attack on prayer in your life. There's an, how many of you have ever been so busy you feel like you can't attack on prayer? How many of you, when you go to pray, you fall asleep? I was just driving down to Crown Hall on Tuesday. I was praying in the car and I looked over and Sarah was fast asleep. Now I know I just told on her, but, um, but hey, it's some prayer is work, is it not? And prayer is work and prayer takes effort and work and it's tiring to be, to, to be in prayer. But we, this is something we must do is we must pray. We must be people who are found praying. Daniel, I love it. There's, they, they, they made the decree. They go in, they said, oh, we know we can catch Daniel. We can catch him praying. And it says, they came in, they, I just see the men filing, and then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. Oh, to be found praying. Oh, to be found people who are praying. I love that phrase, Daniel, and found Daniel praying. Oh, that we will be people who are found praying once again. May the enemy find us praying, and may it upset him, where he sends even more attacks. May we pray for the lost. Daniel, do you ever wonder what Daniel was praying for? Daniel was, was, was interceding on behalf of the nation of Babylon. Sometimes we get so busy, we feel like we can't pray. We get distracted with good things that we don't pray. Sometimes we get so discouraged, we don't even feel like we can pray. You ever, you ever turn on the news so much that you think, I just have to shut this off. I'm so discouraged that it's not helping me. It doesn't help me pray. You know, with the news that Daniel received, he did one thing with it. He, he went and prayed. The enemy of God fights prayer this evening. We have a real enemy, who, and we're in a real battle that is waging for the souls of people. And he doesn't like it when we are found praying for them and found interceding on behalf of this nation. The answer is not found in the government. The answer, if, no matter how conservative of a leader you got in, in, in power, the answer will never be found in government. The answer will always be found in God. You say, how can you stand so assuredly and proclaim that this evening? Was the answer not found time and time again in the nation of Babylon and God? God used godless leaders, evil leaders, and their nations were reached. God can still do that today. And He can do it with people who are on their knees. When God only allows us to work from our knees, is the title of the message, the enemy of God fights, fights prayer. Secondly, I want you to notice one thing. The individual chooses it. It's a choice. You know, prayer is a choice. No one else stops you from truly praying but ourselves. No one stops. No one or nothing can stop prayer but us ourselves. Now think of all the times that we've missed in prayer. And I'm ashamed to say that I keep myself from praying more times than I should. If we admit tonight, we would all say that we, we don't pray like we should. But we ourselves are the ones that are stopping us from praying. The individual chooses prayer. Look in verse 10. In verse 10 of our text, we see this. The enemy came up with a great plan to the enemy of God to, to stop Daniel from praying and to stop prayer. People have come up with that today outside of the abortion clinics and stop people from praying. But you can still pray away from there, can you not? No matter the force of you, nothing can ever stop prayer but us, but the individual. And here in verse 10, it says this. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house 
and his windows being opened, his chamber toward Jerusalem. And he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Wow, what an answer. Do we see, we find Daniel making the right choice. He's heard this terrible news. Where do we find Daniel going? Back to do the very same thing he'd been doing. Three times a day, he, he, he would go in and shut his door and open his windows towards Jerusalem and begin to pray once again. We find Daniel doing the exact same thing that is as he was doing before. A ban on prayer? Pray on. You say tonight, what's your message tonight? Pray on. Let us pray on. Is something ailing you tonight? Something bothering you? Pray. Pray on. Until you've, until you've met with God so fully that you, that, that, that you have peace about whatever it is. I think if Robert Murray McShane, I've just begun reading a book on, on his life, and they said that he, but as he went out visiting people, that the reason why they, they thought it was so blessed was that he was the first, was the one found so off going to the hour of prayer. He was so often found going to that hour of prayer that no wonder that his visiting the sick and the, the, the poor and down and out in his area was so blessed because he was the first one so off to go to prayer. Oh, Robert Murray McShane was known as a man who was, was quick to prayer, quick to pray. And you know when a revival came? Revival came when Robert Murray McShane was gone. That doesn't mark a, mark, show, show the marker of prayer. I don't know what else does. Revival came to his parish when he wasn't even there. He was away on a, on a missions. For kind of like Pastor Moreland. He was, he was, I don't know where Robert Murray McShane was, but he was away. Could you imagine coming back to your church and revival has broken out? I would be, I mean, that'd be, that'd be, I'd be so, but you know what? I believe God did that for us, Robert Murray McShane, to know that it wasn't Robert Murray McShane, was it? It was the God of Robert Murray McShane that set him praying day after day after day, and revival finally came. And it wasn't because of Robert Murray McShane. If revival's ever to come to Oxford, it will never be because of one man. It will be because God, people have sought God faithfully and he's broke through in the land. Oh, that's what we need, is it not? The enemy of God fights prayer, but the individual chooses. You ever wonder, what was Daniel praying for? I believe Daniel was interceding on behalf of the nation of Babylon. He was involved in a type of prayer that's known as intercessory prayer, otherwise known as the heartbeat of Jesus. What is the Lord Jesus involved in right now at the throne of God? He's interceding on our behalf. That's at the very heartbeat of Jesus Christ. He's interceding. This in Daniel, we find Daniel is, is really he's involved in I believe he's involved in intercessory prayer. He hears he hears this terrible news of what's taking place in Babylon. And could you imagine laboring in Babylon? First of all, learning that language. I cannot I can't I can hardly learn English. You can hardly get, get, get a message out. Want to learn, learn another language. But Daniel, he's learned this language and he, he's laboring in Babylon. He's, and, and nothing's really happening. Now they put a ban on prayer. He, I, I would have been so discouraged. And here, Daniel just keeps going back and praying. That's what we find. If you're discouraged tonight, what you've heard on the news, continue to pray. Does the news that we hear burden us to pray? Do we see the alarming need of our hour? To seek God like we've never sought Him before. Only a godless and a wicked nation would put a ban on prayer. When you're already even allowed to pray, pray. Daniel could really do nothing but pray. When the situation is beyond you, continue to pray. How many of you had a situation in your life where it's beyond you? Can't do anything about it. 
and it leads you to pray. But you know what we have a problem with? We think that we can actually do something about situations. If we would just get to the place where we could realize we can do nothing, really in any situation, I've begun to feel how small I am in this country. I've been praying and praying and praying and praying, and I'm finally, finally made it. You know what God's teaching me? I can do nothing. I can but, but pray. I'm, I'm finding myself doing the very same thing I was doing before I came. Oh, I was praying for, prayed for, prayed for you here at Oxford. I was praying for all of the churches. And now that I'm here, God has taught me really the only thing we can do is pray. That is the work. Have you ever heard prayer is the work? Oh, the Christian life is, is like you say, I want to follow. I want to take the next step in my Christian life. Pray. So I want to be used by God. Pray. Oh, I want to do this or that. Pray. Let us be people who are found praying. Daniel was found praying. Do we see that we need God in our day? So much so that it brings us to prayer. Does it burden you of what you hear on the news in this nation to the point that it brings you to prayer? Or does it just bring you to the place where that's all we talk about? Hey, see how bad it is in the government? Do you see how bad our nation is? Why don't we go and go to God with that and pray? Daniel, he made the right decision. He made the decision to pray. Real prayer is us getting our attention on the one who has been looking at us the whole time. God has his eye on us and wants us to look him. Do we see the need today that it, it, it has brought us to prayer? Hudson Taylor, he, he was so burdened for China when he was sick. Maybe I've said this here before, I don't know. That he, he was so burdened when he came back from England once and he was so sick, he couldn't get off his bed. And so he began to pray for China at every corner of his bed. He would roll to and pray that God would send laborers back with him to China. And God raised up, I believe it was 20 or so to start with, but I think that time he raised up 100 laborers to go with him back to China. 103, I believe. The, more, more happened in the, for the nation of China and God's work when, when Hudson Taylor was on his knees. Really on his back. He couldn't even get on his knees. But you know, I think God brings us to those places, doesn't he? To where we realize we can't do it. I think we need brought back to that place once again where we realize we can't do it. But we have a God who can. And we must seek his face. Daniel made the right decision. He, he decides in verse 10, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. We find Daniel doing the very same thing that had just been put, a ban had been put on. Oh, Daniel, he, he knew something that he needed God. He realized that. He needed God. His nation needed God. He was, oh, he was burnt. Oh, God. They put a ban on prayer and he begins to pray once again for them and plead for them that God would break through. And lastly, I want you to notice this evening, God honors, blesses, and uses prayer. We are so consumed with everything else and everyone else around us, are we not? We're so consumed with everything else that we haven't set our face to seek God once again. You know what we need? We need to set our faces to seek God once again. Um, to seek God more than we ever have. Daniel, he made the right decision here. He made the right choice to continue praying. Have we made the right choice? Have we been continuing to pray? No one or nothing can stop prayer this evening, but the individual themselves. May we make the right choice to continue to seek God more than prayer than we ever have. Look in verse 23. 
God brings Daniel to the place where he can do nothing. Not only was there a ban put on prayer, but he could do nothing else but pray. Look in verse 23 with me. It says this. In verse 22, My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouths, that they have no hurt. They have not hurt me, for as much as before him, innocence he was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Then their children and their wives and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces wherever ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men and ought to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and steadfast forever in his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed in his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Who delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? It was the Lord. And Daniel was in that den. He could do nothing. Could you imagine? Think of this. Daniel's in that den. He can do nothing. But do the same thing he was doing when he was outside of the den. If you, if you wouldn't be found praying before the den, I bet you all of us would have been found praying in the den. Could you imagine that? Oh, there's lions. Lord, please help me. Daniel, he's, he's in the den. He's found praying. God brought Daniel to the place where he could do nothing else but pray. But really... Isn't that really what all that we can ever do is nothing else but pray? But God, sometimes God really shows us that that's really all we can do. Daniel here, I believe, got a taste of that. We need a taste of that. Where we realize there's nothing we can do. Let's pray. Oh, if we'd be, the church of God moves forward on it, moves forward on its knees. We talk about doing a work for God. There's a great work to be done from our knees. We can do far more on our knees with God than we ever could off of our knees for God. God uses prayer, doesn't He? He uses it. Here, He used He used a man who was praying. How was the nation of Babylon reached? Through a man who was praying. Through a man who was on his knees three times a day. Through a man who was put in the den, was on his knees. God broke through and all of the nations of the earth heard of their, of their God. The God who delivereth and rescueth after the sort of Daniel's God from the power of the lions. You know, there is no other God that has the power like our God to save after his sort, to save the soul of man. There is no false God today that's like the one true and living God that can save after just after his sort, can save the soul. Oh, Nehemiah, he began praying for his nation when the, when the destruction had came, had come. And he, he began praying for the nation, of, for, for Jerusalem, for the city. And he was so broken, he started confessing him and, and their sin. You know where it starts this evening? Nehemiah knew the way back. If you're backslidden tonight, if you know someone who's back, you know the way back. It's in prayer. Confessing your sin before Almighty God. Nehemiah, he begins to confess him and his nation's sins. And he says, Lord, 
We know that we're, we're a sinful people. He starts confessing their sin. And he starts, as soon as he starts throwing that, he's starting to find the way back to God. As soon as he begins to go into prayer. And then he, he begins to pray all. And he pleads this promise that if we would seek the Lord, if we would seek the Lord, and, and on behalf of the covenant of mercy that he's promised, that he would answer. He says this in verse 8. Remember, I beseech thee. He asked the Lord. Isn't it a funny thing? Nehemiah asked the Lord to remember something. We have a God who doesn't forget anything. He's never, he's, he's, he doesn't forget anyone's name. I'm terrible with names. We have a God who does not forget names. He doesn't forget a single thing. He can't. He knows all. Nehemiah says to the, to the Lord, Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad amongst the nations. That's exactly what he had done for the, for, uh, the nation of Israel, as he had scattered them abroad, because they, they hadn't obeyed the commandments of the Lord. But look in verse 9. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, Yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. That's a promise. He's asking the Lord to remember the promise that he's given that he will. But if he turn unto me, if they, if they would just turn unto him, that he would draw all of them back from the uttermost part of the earth. That was a promise. And he asked him to to now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. And he, he asked the Lord to give them mercy according to that promise. Tonight, let us seek God in prayer. Remember, remember that if we'll turn back to Him, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and, and seek my face in prayer, then shall I hear from heaven and heal their land. That's a promise. He has promised us that in His Word. And some people say, well, that was only for Israel. I'm so thankful that that application doesn't just apply to Israel tonight. The way back is on our knees. If you're burdened tonight to find that way back to God, make the right decision to choose to seek God more than you ever have in prayer. There's a work to be done on our knees, is there not? There's a wonderful work in prayer that can be done. And the Lord has allowed us, given us the greatest opportunity to seek Him in, in prayer. Let us not waste our opportunity. Don't make the wrong decision. Daniel, we find him making the right decision here to seek God in prayer. And I would just encourage you with this this evening. I could, I could have given you a ma- I just was praying about what to preach on tonight. I was going to preach on boldness. But I believe Daniel was bold because he was seeking God in prayer. Daniel was bold. He stood for God. So much so, even when there was a decree that you could get in trouble in such, with such a thing as the lion's den, that that didn't scare Daniel. Daniel still kept praying. Daniel was bold, was he not? Boldness for the disciples came in Acts chapter 4 when they asked for it in prayer, when they were with Jesus, spending time with Him in His Word, praying. You want boldness as a believer tonight? Seek God in prayer. We need boldness. If there's something that's lacking in the church today, it's boldness. If there's something lacking in me, it's boldness. But you know, we can have that boldness if we'll seek God once again. Boldness that's beyond us. Boldness for His great cause. And God worked in the entire nation of Babylon and the entire world. God can still do that today. You say, what's it going to take? Is it going to take a mighty army? No, it's just going to take a few. God has always seen fit. Jonathan, David, Daniel, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God has always seen fit to use just a few to reach the world. And you say, do we need great numbers today to see the United Kingdom reached? No, we just need the giver of it. We need God. So we let's let us seek God and intercede on behalf of our nation. Intercede on behalf of those who are lost. Let us cry out to Him. And I could give you a really nice speech this evening, which I hope I never do. But let us be people. Let me encourage you now. Let us be people of prayer. That's all I desire to preach tonight. And I didn't really, I really nothing that, nothing new is there. The enemy of God fights prayer. The individual chooses it. And, the, and, um, the, the individual chooses it. And then lastly, I forgot the last point of the message. Maybe I should re-preach it to myself tonight. Um, lastly, I just want to give you this last point. Um, the enemy of God fights prayer. The individual chooses it. And, God honors, blesses, and uses it. God uses prayer. And then, you know, not only that, He desires it. He desires for us to fellowship with Him. Does He not? In Adam and Eve, in the cool of the morning, in the garden, what did He desire from Adam and Eve? Just to spend time with Him. Just to, just to spend time with Him walking in the cool of the garden. He still desires to spend time with us in prayer and us to spend time with Him. But I encourage us all to spend more time with the Lord in prayer. Let us, let us pray and we'll... Come along with our last hymn. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the greatest opportunity we have. The greatest work that we could ever be involved in is the work of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for how you've shown us from the book of Daniel. Just how you used one man and a few men who were praying people. They were very skilled, but they were God, they were people who met with their God faithfully. Lord, help us never to trust in what we can do. Help us to never trust in how far we've come in our Christian life. Lord, help us to be like Daniel and his brothers and those who realize that they can do nothing but pray. And Lord, we thank you for how you did save and show your mighty arm to the entire world. We ask that you do it once again in the United Kingdom, in England, in Oxford. We ask, Father, for thy great name's sake, that you would see fit to move mightily amongst this nation once again, amongst this city, as you've done in days gone by with John and Charles Wesley and others, Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. And we're thankful how you moved in the book of Daniel. And we're thankful that how, how you're going to move in the days to come. We look to you and trust you. It's in Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen.